0: Hello and welcome back to the Bible podcast, reading through the Bible in a year, just a few chapters at a time. We're in Exodus and about to read through chapters 11, 12, and 13, representing January 24th. And I'll tell you what, Pharaoh's about to realize it's about game over. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get right into chapter 11, Death for Egypt's Firstborn. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will strike Pharaoh and the land of Egypt with one more blow. After that, Pharaoh will let you leave this country. In fact, he will be so eager to get rid of you that he will force you all to leave. Tell all the Israelite men and women to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Now the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel. And Moses, at this point, was considered a very great man in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. So Moses had announced to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says, At midnight tonight I will pass through the heart of Egypt. All the firstborn sons will die in every family in Egypt, from the oldest son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the oldest son of the lowliest servant girl who grinds the flour. Even the firstborn of all livestock will die. Then a loud wail will rise throughout the land of Egypt, a wail like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. But among the Israelites, it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. All the officials of Egypt will run to me and fall to the ground before me. Please leave, they will beg. Hurry, and take all your followers with you. Only then will I go. Then burning with anger, Moses left Pharaoh. Now the Lord had told Moses earlier, Pharaoh will not listen to you, but then I will do even more mighty miracles in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed these miracles in Pharaoh's presence, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he wouldn't let the Israelites leave the country. Exodus chapter 12, the Passover. While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat, with no defects. Take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the fourteenth day of the first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted Over a fire. Do not leave any of it for the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. These are your instructions for eating this meal be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. On that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This is a day to remember. Each year, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the Lord. This is a law for all time. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, remove every trace of yeast from your homes. Anyone who eats bread made with yeast during the seven days of the festival will be cut off from the community of Israel. On the first day of the festival, and again on the seventh day, all the people must observe an official day for holy assembly. No work of any kind may be done on these days except in the preparation of food. Celebrate this festival of unleavened bread, for it will remind you that I brought your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day. This festival will be a permanent law for you. Celebrate this day from generation to generation. The bread you eat must be made without yeast, from the evening of the fourteenth day of the first month, until the evening of the twenty-first day of that month. During those seven days, there must be no trace of yeast in your homes. Anyone who eats anything made with yeast during this week will be cut off from the community of Israel. These regulations apply to both the foreigners living among you and to the native-born Israelites. During those days, you must not eat anything made with yeast. Wherever you live, eat only bread made without yeast. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel together and said to them, Go, pick out a lamb or young goat for each of your families, and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin, then take a bundle of hyssop branches and dip it into the blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and sides of the door frames of your houses, and no one may go out through the door until morning. For the Lord will pass through the land to strike down the Egyptians, but when he sees the blood on the top and sides of the door frame, the Lord will pass over your home. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. Remember, these instructions are a permanent law that you and your descendants must observe forever. When you enter the land the Lord has promised to give you, you will continue to observe this ceremony. Then your children were asked, What does this ceremony mean? And you will reply, It is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. And though he struck the Egyptians, He spared our families. When Moses had finished speaking, all the people bowed down to the ground and worshipped. So the people of Israel did just as the Lord had commanded through Moses and Aaron. And that night at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn son of the prisoner in the dungeon, even the firstborn of their livestock were killed. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the people of Egypt woke up during the night, and a loud wailing was heard throughout the land of Egypt. There was not a single house where someone had not died. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Get out, he ordered. Leave my people, and take the rest of the Israelites with you. Go and worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said, and be gone. Go, but bless me as you leave. All the Egyptians urged the people of Israel to get out of the land as quickly as possible, for they thought, we will all die. The Israelites took their bread dough before yeast was added. They wrapped their kneading boards in their cloaks and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses had instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites, and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. That night, the people of Israel left Ramses and started for Succoth. There were about 600,000 men, plus all the women and children. A rabble of non-Israelites went with them, along with great flocks and herds of livestock. For bread they baked, flat cakes from the dough without yeast they had brought from Egypt. It was made without yeast because the people were driven out of Egypt in such a hurry they had no time to prepare the bread or other food. The people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to Degeneration. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, These are the instructions for the festival of Passover. No outsiders are allowed to eat the Passover meal, but any slave who has been purchased may eat it if he has been circumcised. Temporary residents and hired servants may not eat it. Each Passover lamb must be eaten in one house. Do not carry any of its meat outside, and do not break any of its bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate this Passover festival. If there are foreigners living among you who want to celebrate the Lord's Passover, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may they celebrate the Passover with you like any native-born Israelite, but no uncircumcised male may ever eat the Passover meal. This instruction applies to everyone, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner living among you. So all the people of Israel followed all the Lord's commands to Moses and Aaron. On that very day, the Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. Chapter 13 Then the Lord said to Moses, Dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites. The first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me. So Moses said to the people, This is a day to remember forever, the day you left Egypt, the place of your slavery. Today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Remember, eat no food containing yeast. On this day in early spring in the month of Abib, you have been set free. You must celebrate this event in this month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. He swore to your ancestors that he would give you this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast, Then on the seventh day, celebrate a feast to the Lord. Eat bread without yeast during those seven days. In fact, there must be no yeast bread or any yeast at all found within the borders of your land during this time. On the seventh day, you must explain to your children, I am celebrating what the Lord did for me when I left Egypt. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you, Always to recite this teaching of the Lord. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. This is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise He swore to you and to your ancestors. When He gives you the land where the Canaanites live now, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to Him. A firstborn donkey may be bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. And in the future, your children will ask you, what does this all mean? Then you will tell them, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of our slavery. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, so the Lord killed all the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt. Both people and animals. That is why I now sacrifice all the firstborn males to the Lord, except that the firstborn sons are always bought back. This ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory. Even though that was the shortest route to the promised land, God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and He provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night, and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. So Pharaoh's hardened heart cost Pharaoh and his people dearly. So here are just a few scriptures, maybe relating to heart posture. Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen says, As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. First Samuel 16, verse 7, For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And how do we know Christ is working to soften our hardened heart? It's by the fruit that we bear, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Romans 10, verse 10 and 11 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. God had given the wicked ruler many opportunities to let the people go, but stubborn Pharaoh thought he could outbox God. Boy, was he wrong. That foolish decision would cost his life and the lives of the soldiers who foolishly followed his madness. Too often, some try to negotiate with the devil, thinking this is a better part of valor. They're wrong. The evil one is never content until he totally and utterly destroys. That is why we must never surrender, no matter how hard the battle is or whatever advice is given to us by well-meaning people. When we don't accept God's way when it's freely given or on sale, if you will, we will have to pay dearly. Pharaoh could have avoided pain and sorrow if he had simply responded differently. God gives us favor with our enemies when our ways please him. Although the leader of Egypt hated the Israelites, The common people gave them precious jewels. Our loving Heavenly Father always warns of impending pain, that we might avoid it by repentance and restoration. The blood on the doorpost was offered to save all the firstborn. There is always a display of difference between those who disobey and those who follow hard after God. God always wants to show the world that it pays to serve Him. Celebrations are set to remind us that God is faithful in keeping his promises. The Passover is still celebrated to remind us that God did exactly what he had promised. Ending in prayer, Lord, help me to respond to your convicting spirit that I might avoid the pain and shame of judgment. God be with you and looking forward to meeting again in Exodus chapter 14.